Hey everyone, welcome to Homer's Dope Nuts, a weekly Simpsons podcast where I, the Simpsons guy, and my co-host El Ray discuss and review every episode of The Simpsons ever made. We break down the episodes, discuss some of the references, and try to connect our younger listeners with the Simpsons family and how life has changed since the inception of the show over 30 years ago. We hope you enjoy it and provide feedback as we're always looking for ways to improve the show. Hello, all of our faithful listeners. This is El Ray here to tell you about Music House. Music House is a store by musicians for musicians, focused on the day-to-day needs of beginners to professionals alike. Music House helps you bring the music home. Whether you need supplies for band class, strings or sticks for a gig, acoustic treatment for your home studio, or even recording specialties, we are stocked and experienced to help you find a solution. Music House is located in Northwest Corpus Christi off Highway 77 for easy access to South Texas musicians. Follow us at Music House CC on your favorite social media platform or visit us at musichousecc.com for more info. And that's M-U-S-H-A-U-S. Hi, everybody. And welcome back for another episode of Homer's Dope Nuts. As always, I am your host, The Simpsons Guy, and I'm joined by El Rey. Ahoy, hoy, everybody. How's your break been so far? Yes, we are off. Yes. Yes. It's been good. It's been good. Um, Not having to uh, wake up early. That's nice. It's nice, nice. Actually, I still kind of wake up early because sometimes I'll take my son's dog out for a walk. But other than that... Well, no. there's a there's a difference between waking up early and waking up early and having to be somewhere. That's true. That is true. So we're gonna enjoy not having to be anywhere for a few more days. A few more days, yeah. Tomorrow's a big day. Yes, tomorrow is a turkey day. Go to with your parents. Yes, uh, actually, my uh, we're all going to my grandmother's. So yeah, grandma's on. Yeah, so that'll be good. And then um, we're gonna have another dinner at some point during the week also. So. Hey, you gotta do something with all that turkey, right? Exactly. Yep. Gotta find good ways to use. We're it. gonna have grandma's turkey, but then we gotta have mom's turkey. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. I already told you what you do at the house, right? Yeah. I make a smoked turkey for lunch, and my wife has the turkey for dinner. So yeah, we'll be turkeyed out for a while. A lot of leftovers. Yeah, you know, peanut butter and turkey, you know, peanut butter and stuff turkey. like that. You know. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I've ever tried that. <laughs> you have to get creative sometimes, right? Yeah. I'm good with just, you know, turkey mashed potato sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Those are the truth, too. You know. mm-hmm. Put watch, a little... uh, watch football. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be good. We can only hope. Yes, feeling very hungry. We can only hope uh, <laughs> the Cowboys uh, pull through for us. Oh, yes, please. Come on. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. It's just up and down right now. Yep, yep. But anyway. Uh, that's enough nonsense for the day. Uh, we are here to talk about the sixth episode in season five, titled Marge on the Lamb, which originally aired November 4th of 1993. And again, once no, again, no yes. chalkboard gag. None. There is a couch gag, but no chalkboard gag. Yes, couch gag. We do have the family runs towards the couch and crashes into a backdrop, which has been painted to look like the living room. And their outlines are left in the background. Very uh, Looney Tunes-esque. Yes. So They borrowed that from there. Mm -hmm. A lot of uh, Roadrunner episodes. uh, Yeah. 
something like that. So we're not gonna, a bad one yeah, though. Yeah, not not bad. Yeah. Just wish we had a a chalkboard gag to go with it. Yes, that's it is lacking in that. Mm-hmm. But and of course we start the episode as we commonly do, watching TV. TV. Yes. All right. They're not watching a TV series though, or a movie. They're watching a telethon. Yes. And the guy's like, "Well, sir, it's been an uneventful evening in Badger Falls, where the women are robust, the men are pinch-cheeked, and the children are pinch-cheeked and robust." And the audience starts laughing, right? Like, yeah, yeah, a lot. Yeah, the audience is laughing, and Homer's like, "What the hell's so funny?" Yep. And the guy keeps going. At the Apple Biscuit Cafe, where the smiles are free, don't you know? Sven Inquist studied the menu, and finally he ordered the same thing he has every day. And everybody laughs and applauds, and Bart doesn't get it. Bart says, maybe it's the TV. And then Homer goes, stupid TV, be more funny. <laughs> he starts hitting it. <laughs> yeah. We were discussing this, and we thought it was, well, I thought it was a reference to uh, Garrison Keillor's uh, Lake Wobegon. Mm-hmm. And I was correct. I did look this up. Okay. There mm-hmm. you go. So I am not familiar with that, but yeah. I will have to get familiar with that. No, you don't want to. No, okay, I'm not to. missing anything. No, no. All right. You're not uh, from the middle from the Midwest. Yeah, no. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. And so the man passes the uh, you know control over to none other than Troy McClure, right? Yeah, because he says he can't keep up this pace forever. Yes. So apparently this guy's going all out. Yeah. And so we have him here and he's like, hi, I'm Troy McClure. You might remember me from such telethons as Out With Gout 88 and Let's Save Tony Orlando's House. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes, Tony Orlando was going through a bad time there. Yes, apparently. So he says, folks, do you realize without your support, public television can't afford to bring you such award-winning shows as Edward the Penitent? And they cut to a clip. And we see uh, Edward going, uh, he's kissing the, the post rings like, I'm really, 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 really sorry. And the Pope just brushes him off, says, I'm afraid sorry doesn't cut it with this Pope. And Edward Appendix goes, yeah. Yeah. One of those uh, cartoonish reactions. Yeah. Which we've seen Bart do before. Yep. Homer too, I think. Mm-hmm. And so they keep watching the, tele- uh, the telethon and the phone rings on TV. And Troy McClure is surprised, like, what the hell? Oh. We got a call. <laughs> and Homer's like, ha ha, some idiot actually called in. And so McClure says, hello, what's your name? Marge Simpson. And Homer just screams, ah! <laughs> yes, he realizes uh, the idiot on the phone is his wife. Yes, he just called his wife an idiot. Mm-hmm. So we hear Marge, she pledges $30. And Troy says, thank you. And they, they hang up. And Homer's not happy with this. No, he says, Marge, it's public TV. They never have anything good. We're the Geraldoses. We're the Eubankses. <laughs> the big reporters of the time. Mm-hmm. And Marge is, no, she's happy with what she did. She says, they need our support. Besides, they gave me two tickets to the ballet. And Homer's like, ballet? Woohoo! And Marge is surprised. She's like, you like ballet? And she's, Homer's like, Marjorie, please. I enjoy all of the meats of our of our cultural stew. And in his head, yes. This is what he's imagining the ballet is. He's imagining a bear driving around 
in a tiny car, wearing one of those little Shriner hats, I guess. Yep. Uh, inside the circus. And then we even hear uh, Homer singing the whole circus music. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Yes, having the time of his life. Uh-huh. And uh, he's singing and Marge is just watching them. Like, what the hell is wrong with this yeah, man? She, yeah, she has no idea what's in his head. Mm-hmm. But just then, the doorbell rings. And Marge opens the door and we see a character we have not seen in quite a while. It's Ruth Powers, the next door neighbor. In case you don't remember who Ruth Power is, um, she's the uh, neighbor that moved in with the daughter that Bart had a crush on. Yep. That would be none other than Ruth Powers herself. Yes. So, haven't seen her in a while, but alas, mm-hmm. she's back. And uh, she's there because she needs to borrow a power sand. So Marge asks Homer, mm-hmm. and Homer says, nope, don't have one. But then Marge says, you know, you're, it's right there. It's right there on your feet. Yeah. Because he even has it plugged in. Yeah, and it's chewing into the carpet. It's just... Yeah, it's tearing the carpet up, tearing into the floor by this point. And then Homer says, oh, okay. Remember, it's mine, though. Yes. And, and we zoom into the power center. What do we see? We see a little uh, label on it that says, property of Ned Flanders. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, Homer likes to uh, collect a lot of Ned stuff. Yes, of course. That's a running joke throughout the series. A lot of the stuff that Homer has, the nicer stuff usually. Is actually Ned's. Yes. And Ned does bring it up every now and then. You know, hey, neighbor. You still have my uh, TV tray? Yeah. (laughs) Just get the the door shut in his face. So, oh, Homer. Mm -hmm. And so in the kitchen, we cut to the kitchen and Marge is now showing Homer what ballet actually is. And Homer's like, that's what ballet is? Oh. And Marge is like, you promised? You can't back out like when you volunteered for that army experiment to avoid dinner at my sister's. Wow. And we have a little flashback. Yes. Um, we have a doctor saying, Mr. Simpson, you do realize this may result in hair loss, giddiness, and the loss of equilibrium? And Homer just says, yeah, yeah, just give me the syrup. And the doctor shoots him up. And then we flash back to the present. And what happens? Homer just laughs. He says, it was worth it. And as he says that, he falls out of his chair and starts just giggling. (laughs) Yes, from that serum. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. So then we cut to the power plant. And Homer is walking next to Carl and Lenny. Yes. And Carl says, hey, Homer, you want to get a beer on the way home? And Homer, he sneers. He says, I can't. I got to take my wife to the ballet. And then Lenny's like, huh, you're going to see the bear in the tiny, in the little car, huh? (laughs) Yes, apparently these have no idea. I mean, are they confusing the ballet with the circus, apparently? I'm guessing so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. And we have a totally 90s moment here. Yeah, exactly. So they're walking in the uh, in the plant still, and they walk past the vending machines, and it's advertising Buzz Cola, but it's Crystal Buzz Cola. And Homer says, mm, "Invisible Cola." Yes, <laughs> and we were discussing uh, the the clear soda fad, fad of the nineties. Yes, I was not a fan of, but apparently El Rey was a fan of these. Mm-hmm. Crystal clear drinks. I was a kid. This is what, 93? Yeah. Yeah. You know. I don't know. The only 
clear drink I'm going to drink is clearly Canadian or that's good Sprite. Sprite's good too, but yeah, but or it's again, bastard cousins. Maybe Sierra Mist. <laughs> that's true. Maybe if I tried it now, I would hate it. Who knows? Yeah, but maybe they'll bring it back. Nostalgia's big right now. I don't know, man. All I th- all I can think of when I think of those invisible colas are like instant diabetes. <laughs> that's true. I could see that. Mm. Probably was, but. So Homer wants an invisible cola. He doesn't have any change in his pockets, though. So he decides that the only logical solution here is to... Stick it to the man. Yes, yeah, stick it to the man. And so he reaches up the slot trying to pull the soda out from the bottom. And this is when Carl warns him about somebody losing an arm trying the very same thing. And Homer's like, eh, that's just an old wives' tale. And they zoom in to inside of the machine and we see Homer's arm moving, but the skeletal remains of another arm, and it's holding a can of Fresca. Yeah. Which I am not a fan of. Hey. You are. <laughs> as far as another clear soda that's actually pretty good, I'm a big fan of Fresca. Oh, Whenever I need my grapefruity refreshment, I reach for a Fresca. Well, there you go. I'm not even being paid for this, people. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a fan. Yes. And so Homer's still in there, and he's like, just a little more, and he got it. And he says, I'm stuck. Help me. And, and then Carl goes, he's done for. And they says, let's get out of here. And they just take off. And Homer's now dragging the machine with his arm still inside of it. And he's saying, must get to ballet. Promise large. <laughs> he's struggling. But of course, you know, he can only get so far. Yes. He's not in the best of shape at all. So... You know, he he stops and he's like, hello, can I get some help? Snack-related mishap. Nobody answers, so he keeps walking. Yep. And so he's very upset and he chooses a spot to stop next to a candy vending machine. This is where he rests and we hear him say, mmm, candy. So then we cut to Marge. And she's sitting on the couch, all dressed up. And she's waiting for Homer to get home. Yep. This is when the phone rings. She answers it. And then Homer says, Marge, this this may be hard to believe, but I'm trapped inside two vending machines. And Marge is not having it. She doesn't believe it. She just hangs up the phone. Mm -hmm. And she offers the tickets to the ballet to the gruesome twosome, Patty and Selma. Uh, but they're like, that's, uh, you know, girl stuff. Yeah. Apparently they forget they're girls. Yes. And then coincidentally, the doorbell rings and it's Ruth mm-hmm. again. And she is returning the sander. All right. And she tells Marge, thanks, Marge. When my husband left, he took all of our power tools along with my car, my youth, and my faith in mankind. <laughs> so Marge sees an opportunity here and she offers... One of those tickets to the ballet to Ruth. Mm-hmm. And Ruth, you know, can't hurt to go out, right? So they both go off. And apparently the ballet is at the high school's gymnasium. Oh, wait a minute. Don't they have a... We've seen them. We've yeah, seen a, they have like a whole Madison Square Garden kind of thing. Yeah, but they're doing this at the high school's gymnasium. Probably not a big audience for ballet in Springfield. No, not at all. Nope. And so, ladies are there watching, and they're seeing a man and a woman dance, and uh, Ruth is making comments about uh, 
via Chippa's loins and how they ought to be outlawed. And Marge just snickers at it the way she does. <laughs> yep. And then we see who else is at the valet? Monty Burns. And he mm. says, Bah! Far too much dancing, not nearly enough prancing. And of course, Smithers is the next to him. He says, A little mincing would be nice. <laughs> it's a typical Smithers comment right oh, there. Oh my goodness. But I love that that's what upsets Burns. Mm-hmm. Not a, too much dancing at the ballet. Yeah. Need more prancing. And so this is funny because since they're in a gym, there's a point where the male dancer throws the girl up into the air and the audience is like, oh! but she catches onto the rim of the basket and shatters the backboard. In a thunderous dunk. Yes. And the buzzer sounds off to end the, the production. Yeah. <laughs> And that's how you end the ballet that's at pretty, the school gym. That's quite an ending. So then Marge goes, well, thank you for a lovely time. And Ruth is surprised. She's like, you're not going home already, are you? And Marge's like, well, it's almost 9.30. Yep. Uh, Marge is so square. She is. Mm-hmm. And so we cut back to Homer, still between the vending machines, right? And he's just all sad and the rescue workers and like I guess the fire department they've all they've taped off the area with police line and all that and Homer's sad he's like I'm gonna have these things on my arms forever (laughs) he has a little uh, uh, dream sequence of him at Maggie's uh, wedding you notice that Maggie has a pacifier yeah well anyway so he's up there with Maggie with his hand still inside his arm still inside the vending machines and, of course, he's happy that his daughter's getting married. And he says, snacks are on me. And all these chips and sodas just start flying out of the vending machine. Yeah, like oh, the, they're an extension of his body now. Yeah, apparently. and he drools over this, too. Mm, convenient. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. But. Yes, so alas, course, this isn't going well. No. The rescue workers have some news for Homer, he goes, Homer, this is never an easy, this, this is never easy to say. I'm going to have to saw your arms off. And he breaks out a buzz saw. And Homer's like, they'll grow back, right? <laughs> and the guy's like, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, no, um, they're not going to grow back, Homer. Well, anyway, as he's about to start slicing his arm off, another guy goes, hey, uh, Homer, are you just holding on to the can? And Homer says, your point being? Oh my uh, next thing we know, we see him walking out, out of the plant, rubbing his arm, and everybody is just laughing at Homer yeah. behind his back. Oh, Homer. All he had to do was lick over the Coke can, and yeah. he would have been good to go. But no. Your point being? Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. And so we cut back to Ruth and Marge hanging out. And they're at Jittery Joe's coffee shop. And Ruth tells, she sighs and she tells Mars, I envy you and Homer. And Mars like, thank you. Why? <laughs> and she says, Ruth says, if you ever met my ex-husband, you'd understand. All he ever did, did was eat, sleep, and drink beer. And now Mars goes, your point being? <laughs> because apparently that's what Homer does all yep, the time too. Exactly. And Ruth says, to top it off, he's been stiffing me on child support for the last four months. And Marge goes, hmm, you were unlucky, but there are a lot of good men out there. And just as that happens, Barney busts into the coffee shop and says, hey, can I throw up in your bathroom? I'll buy something. 
And this is when Ruth starts to shudder at yeah. thought of good men being out there. Yes. <laughs> Can't blame her. Nope. Now, Marge finally gets home, and Homer tries to explain what happened. He's like, Marge, I know you didn't believe me when I about the vending machines. That's why I had the fireman write me a note. And Marge gets the note and she reads and says, Mrs. Simpson, while we were rescuing your husband, a lumber yard burned down. And then Homer goes, Dope! Lumber has a million uses. <laughs> Apparently he doesn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Marge tells him, I'm disappointed in you. But it turns out I had a wonderful time with Ruth Powers. In fact, we're going out again tomorrow night. And then Homer goes, Marge, that's twice. I think you're spending entirely too much time with this woman. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> After one night. I know. Oh, my God. Homer and, and Marge is just like, please, you know, it's hard for me to make friends. And we have a little flashback. By the way, this is a, a very disturbing flashback. So it's, uh, yeah, Marge having coffee uh, in the living room, right, and three other women. Mm-hmm. And one of the women says, like, Marge, we should do this every Thursday. She Marge's little get-together is a success. Mm-hmm. Up until. <laughs> this is when Homer busts in. He's wearing uh, Hawaiian shorts and a shirt that says, no fat chicks. And he's holding on to a skunk. Yes. And he says, Marge, I got sprayed by this skunk. Ooh, look, it's doing it again. Ugh. And this is, of course, in, inside the house, right in front of her friends, her new friends. Yeah. What are the odds that these women ever come back? Yeah, they're not going to. They're not going to at all. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. And so, Marge, I mean, Homer tells Marge, Marge, you can't go on Saturday. That's our special night. And Marge goes, what's so special about it? <laughs> what's so? Oh, I don't know. A little show called Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. <laughs> Now, if you were around at that time, I never watched this show. Me either. But it was everywhere. Apparently it was a big show because yeah. there were people who were talking about it all the time. Yes. Commercials left and right. But of course, this was back when we used to watch broadcast TV and you had to sit through the commercials. Yeah. And then you had to remember, remember when, if you want, if your show was at seven, you had to be at home at seven watching it. Yep. Yeah. Unless, of course, you had... A VCR. And, yes. and it was programmed. Yeah. Because how many VCRs did you ever see that had just 12 blinking all the time? Oh, my goodness. So many of them. Yeah. But, yes, if you had a programming, then you were good. But, yeah. Or if you were lucky, sometimes they would show it again, like, at 11. Yeah. But, but most of the time, if you didn't see it, now you're at the mercy of the TV gods. Yep. When was the next time they were going to do a rerun? You had to look at your TV guide. Yeah. Do you remember how convenient it made everything when the TV guide was on the TV then? Yes. You didn't actually have to have the blue book? Yeah, it was. Isn't that crazy? It was a game changer. Game changer. Anyway. <laughs> it was a specific channel too. Yep. Now you just yeah, it was press a channel. A button. Now you just press a button and it comes out. It's so crazy. Yeah. How things change. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, that show was big at the time. That's That channel was big at the time. Too. Yeah. And maybe I'll see it one day, but I doubt it. Nah. <laughs> I'm not going to put it on my bucket list. And so Saturday night arrives. We fast forward a little bit. 
And Homer is watching Marge putting on her makeup and her lipstick. And Homer's just like, where are you going? I don't know. Will you be home? I'm not sure. Where are you going? You already asked me that. <laughs> so Homer um, isn't happy at he's all. He's not. And so mm-hmm. as, as that happens, we hear a horn honking outside. And Marge kisses Homer goodbye. And she tells him, don't wait up. Right? And Homer pulls a horrible... Guilt trip move. Yeah, move right here. He breaks out the kids. Yes. Right. And he's like, how can you do this, Marge? How can you desert your children? But the kids know what's up. And Lisa says, have a blast, Mom. And Bart says, rock the casbah. And then Homer looks at Bart. He's like, man's best friend. <laughs> Indeed. Right. Uh, I think he got his kid confused with a dog. He doesn't know what the ballet is. So no, yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. And Ruth is sitting in a blue convertible. And she's dressed differently. She's got her hair kind of slicked back. She's wearing a leather jacket. jacket. Mm -hmm. She's got a cigarette in her mouth. Yep. And so Marge, she's in a blue convertible. Mm -hmm. Marge gets in and she tells Ruth, you look nice. (laughs) And then Ruth says, tonight has nothing to do with nice. Tonight's all about, she grabs a tape, cassette tape, guys, and she pops it into her radio. And then we're treated to sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. And right then, she goes, oh, sorry, Marge, wrong tape. And she puts in another tape, and it's, uh, welcome to the jungle. (laughs) Yes. So some Guns N' Roses, feeling Uh rebellious. And as soon as it starts playing, she floors it, and they peel out. Yes, you just hear Marge screaming as they take off. Mm -hmm. And so we cut back into inside the Simpson house, and... Homer's still upset that Marge isn't there. He's like, I can't believe your mother went out to have fun without me. And then Bart's like, oh, don't worry. You'll feel better once we put your hair up in curlers and give you a makeover, Homina. And Homer says, oh, that would be delightful. Stops says, quiet, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And Homer goes, there's nothing to feel, uh, feel ashamed of here. Women have the right to a night out. Right, Lisa? He says, sure, Dad. <laughs> Making the uh, your whipped noises. Yeah, yeah, man. Even Lisa's going after him. Yeah. Lisa, the little um, feminist, forgot yep. about her principles here. Mm-hmm. So uh, Homer decides to go out. Yes. He says, that's it. I'm calling my buddies. Marge isn't the only one that can have a girl's night out. <laughs> yes. And so he gets the phone. And he calls Lenny. And Lenny answers. And he says, oh, no can do, Homer. I'm watching the game. And as... He's doing this. He's shaving a woman's legs. And she even yells at him. She's like, shave up, not down, you idiot. <laughs> uh, then he calls Burns. Yes. And then Burns, he's in his... Uh, Little robe and his slippers. Everything is pink. pink. Yeah. He's got a like a pink shag carpet. Like a, is it heart-shaped or is it... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even the phone's pink. Yeah, and he's got bonbons, chocolate bonbons by his side. Yeah. And he's laying on his belly with he's, his... Uh, pampering himself. Yep. And then uh, he, the phone rings. He picks it up. He's like, ooh, that sounds delish. Let me just toss on some jeans and... Hey, wait a minute. Who is this? <laughs> and of then course. Homer just hangs up. Yep. And then Flanders answers the phone and says, how did he do? How did he do? <laughs> and Homer just hangs up. Yep. And then Flanders is like, hello? Hello? Yeah, loadly odily. <laughs> Nobody's oh, answering. Mm-hmm. You gotta love Ned. Yep. 
Homer doesn't want to give up yet, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, fine. I can have a great time all by myself. Yep. And Lisa says, hey, Dad, I think state and federal laws require us to have a babysitter. And, of course, Homer is not having this. He's a big fan of TV and movies, right? Of course. So he goes, uh, oh, Lisa, haven't you seen Home Alone? If some burglars come, it'll be a very humorous and entertaining situation. And Bart says, you're absolutely right, Homer. We don't need a babysitter. And then Homer's like, wait a minute. He pulls a little paper he's got in his pocket out, and he reads it. It says, always do the opposite of what Bart says. So now he has a realization. He says, hmm, you kids do need a babysitter. Bart says, blast that infernal card. He's like, don't give that card to me. And then Homer's like, here you go. No! (laughs) He's about to give him the card. But Homer refused to be outsmarted for once. Yes. For once, he refused to be outsmarted. And then the doorbell rings. Homer goes up to it. And by chance, it is none other than Lionel Hutz. So Phil Hartman's doing a lot of work in this episode. Yes, he is. So he says, Mr. Simpson, I was just going through your garbage and I couldn't help overhearing that you need a babysitter. Of course, being a highly skilled attorney, my fee is 175 an hour. Homer goes, we pay $8 for the night. You can take and you can take two popsicles out of the freezer. This is three. Two. Okay, two. And I get to keep this old birdcage. Homer goes, done. And Hutz just picks his tie. He's like, still got. <laughs> My goodness. He's uh, very proud of his negotiation skills there. Yes. Meanwhile, Marge and Ruth are heading to a bar. And of course, uh one of the lights on the bar sign is out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we can only see S. S-H, blank, T, and then kickers. Yes. Supposed to be uh, shot kickers. Yes. But yeah. Yeah. We know what it really is supposed to be called, right? But it's called shot That's a good one. Subtle. I like Mm -hmm. that one. Uh, We go inside the bar, and we see Willie riding a mechanical bull. Yes. But apparently uh, he didn't know it was a mechanical bull, Mm -hmm. because he's asking if anybody else's chair is acting up. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so... uh, Marge is in a line dance there. She's enjoying herself. And then she's approached by a, a large man. He says, hey, baby, feel like getting lucky? And then Marge goes, I am lucky. I have a husband and three wonderful children. Thank you very much. And the cowboy says, listen, baby, I always get what I want. And then Marge's like, I said no. He says, oh, did you? Oh, I completely misunderstood. Please accept our apologies. He <laughs> changes very quick. Yes, I was one polite redneck there. Yes. It looked like he was going to flip the switch for a second. Yeah. And so Homer, of course, has decided to head to Moe's. And he says, sometimes you got to go where everybody knows your name. And he walks into the bar and he says, hey, guys. And no one Absolutely no one answers. No. We just hear the fan squeaking. Mm-hmm. And then he says, Mo, get the darts. I want to play. And Mo says, no, we're phasing out games. People drink less when they're having fun. And uh, by the way, did you get a look at Mo? He had this very evil look on his face when he was doing all this. Uh-uh. He's like, he really, really hates the fun. And he wants to concentrate on the drinking for his uh, benefits, I guess. I know, right? Oh, Mo. Mm-hmm. So we're back at the Simpsons' house. Watching TV. Yep. They're watching L.A. Law with Lionel Hutz. And uh, Hutz is like, 
Oh, sure. Like lawyers work in big skyscrapers and have secretaries. Look at him. He's wearing a belt. That's Hollywood for you. (laughs) Apparently, he's not a very good lawyer. Nope. Mm -hmm. And then we cut back to the ladies' night out, and they're at an underground club called The Hate Box. And it's a bunch of punks in there and goth people. And even inside a uh, punk woman, she's got a big purple mohawk. She asks Marge, don't you think your hair's a bit much? Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Yes, even people with really loud hair think Marge is a little too loud. And Otto's there. Yep. Yes. And he's like, hey, Mrs. Simpson, you should try one of these smart drinks. And he laughs and he drinks it. And he goes, oh, wow. I've wasted my life. (laughs) That's another 90s... um, Uniquely 90s uh, invention that died away. The smart drinks. Smart drinks? Mm-hmm. Kind of like oxygen bars. Are they still around? I think every now and then. But they're not as big as they used oh, to be. Oh, no. Right? Those were all over the place. I know. Back then, back back in the day, they used to be everywhere. Same yeah. thing with the smart drinks. Smart drinks. Mm-hmm. I remember a few things that were around all over the place for a while. Like those, like those 3D pictures. Oh, yeah. Those were everywhere. Yes. So... Annoyingly so. Back when people went to the mall? Mm-hmm. I rarely go to a mall now. It's crazy. You think they'll still be around in a couple, in like 20 years? I don't know. Who knows? Mm. Everybody's buying everything online. Yeah. And so, back at the club, Diamond Joe Quimby is there also, with no shirt and no pants and some uh, blotches on his body. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, he walks up to Marge, like, uh, would you uh, like to dance? And Marge is like, Mary Quimby, what are you doing here? And Quimby's like, I am uh, with my nephews. That's yep. a lame excuse. Yep. And so we cut to the Quickie Mart. Homer's there reading Jet Magazine. And he's happy to know that it's Garrett Morris's birthday. <laughs> and this is when Apu says, this is not a London library. And he kicks him out of the Quickie Mart. Yep. And at the library, the librarian does the same. She it, kicks him out and says that this is not the quickie mark. When she kicks him out, he's, yeah. he's got a hot dog and a slushie yeah. in his hand. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, just tone deaf, Homer. Mm-hmm. And so the two women are still out, Marge and Ruth, and the car stopped in a field. And Marge asks her, what was it that you wanted to show me? And Ruth says this. And she pulled a gun out. And Marge is scared. She's like, you're not going to hunt me for sport, are you? <laughs> She's been seeing too many of those movies. Yep. So Ruth tells her, relax. Is like, I never turn a gun on a human being. My husband, on the other hand. And then she pulls the trigger a few times and she hits a set of old cans on a fence. Mm-hmm. And she offers the gun to Marge. And Marge is like, she doesn't want it. But then she takes it. She fires off a shot. She gets one of the cans that's still there, and she's happy. I hit it. I hit it. And, and this is when an old prospector-looking guy comes out. He's He starts screaming, my cans, my precious antique cans. My goodness. <laughs> and so Ruth suggests that they turn in, but now Marge is the one saying, it's only midnight. Come on. I know a place. And so they go to the Springfield sign. Yes. Much much like the Hollywood sign. Yeah. Which leads us to ask the question, how big 
is this town? The eternal question. Yeah, because they just had a ballet in a school gym, but they can have a Springfield, Hollywood-esque type sign. I know. It's crazy. Uh-huh. And so they're looking at all the lights of the city and modern jasperies. It's beautiful, huh? Homer and I used to come up here on dates. And she has a little flashback to her and Homer being up there on a date. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Mar- uh, Homer breaks out this really uh, thick stick and uh, Mar's like, he's beating the hell out of weather station. Yeah, and, and Marge is like, Homer, stop that. It's just a weather station. And Homer's like, come on, Marge, it's fun to smash things. Hey, I smashed it good. Then he walks up to Marge, puts one hand around her waist, then the other hand starts rubbing her hair. Uh He's like, you got real pretty hair. (laughs) Uh, It's Homer. Yeah. And so Ruth says, of all the places we've been tonight, I think I like this one the best. And Marge agrees. So Ruth says, hey, look, you can see our houses. And then Marge's like, hmm, there's an awful lot of black smoke coming out of from our chimney. So we cut into the Simpsons' house, and it is indeed the chimney. And Lisa is asking, Mr. Hutz, why are you burning all your personal papers <laughs> as he's there by the fireplace? Yeah, and Hutz is like, at, at, as of this moment, Lionel Hutz no longer exists. Say hello to Miguel Sanchez. My goodness. And so we come back to the ladies. And By the way, what's up? What do you? What kind of legal trouble do you think? He's oh my in? goodness! Who knows? Who knows? For you to be changing your or who's he running from? Yeah, that's true. But he, for him to be doing this in front of the kids and not care, yeah, that they find out rather responsible. Well, Mr. Hudson isn't the sharpest tool in the shed. That is so. true. And so Marge says we should call it a night, and Ruth agrees. She says I should get home to my daughter before that naked talk show comes on. So, yeah, I had no idea what that was, but... Yeah. Apparently, there was a talk show back in the 90s, Portland Access TV. Had to be Portland. Not surprising. Had to be Portland. (laughs) Uh, Where this dude used to read the the news naked. Mm. And, of course, he had other people come on the show, but they, too, had to be naked. Interesting. As you can tell, he was a nudist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so the two drive off, and Homer is out, and he sees the car drive off. He goes, ah, young love. <laughs> so Homer's in the same place, and so he's walking by the side and says, the old make-out place. And he goes, hey, new weather station. And then you see him walking with a stick in his head, already hitting his hands, like, I'll bash it good. And he's getting ready to hit it, and he sighs. He says, it's just no fun without Marge. And just as this is happening... Chief Wiggum is coming out of out of the bushes. And he's like, ah, there's nothing like moonshine from your own still. Then he sees Homer. He's like, oh, Simpson. And he tosses a moonshine yeah. over the bush. And we hear a loud explosion. <laughs> and he's like, what are you doing here? And Homer's real bitter. He says, my wife is having a girl's night out. And Wiggum's ah, just get one of those inflatable women. But make sure it's a woman. Though, one time, because, uh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, we, I guess he had his own little sus moment there. Mm-hmm. And so, William says, all right, I'll give you a ride home. You know? mm-hmm. And so, they're on the road, and uh, Homer's laying in the back of the squad car. And William says, huh, there's a blue convertible. that, And their left tail light's a little smaller than the right one. 
I better pull him over. <laughs> so he turns on the siren. And then we cut to the blue convertible, and it's, of course, Marge and Ruth. And Marge sees a police car and hears the sirens. And she says, I think they want us to stop. But Ruth says, nope, that's not going to happen. Because and, yeah. the convertible is stolen. stolen. Yep. And so she decides to floor it. Yep. And then Wiggum says, looks like we got ourselves an old-fashioned car chase. And he puts in a tape. To set the mood, and what do you know? It's sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. Everything that's wonderful. <laughs> what it feels when we're together, uh, brighter than a lucky. Pe- I, I, I don't think I need to do more. Right? <laughs> hey, man! But hey, the song um, will perk you up. Well, yeah, it's, that's, that's not a car chase song. Yeah, and if you're gonna die in a car chase, I don't want to be listening to that. Yeah, no, no, thank you. No, it'd be one of those uh, things where. Uh, you ask your friend to clear your internet history. This one would be just eject the tape, bro. Eject, eject the, the tape. tape. Yeah. And so, Wiggum's still in hot pursuit. And Marge asks Ruth, Ruth, is there something you want to tell me? And Ruth goes, remember when I said my ex-husband was behind on his child support? Marge says, uh-huh. Well, to even things up, I kind of stole his car. And Marge says, didn't you realize all you had to do was report him to the police? And Ruth goes, Marge, you're the level-headed friend I never had. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and so Wiggum's on the, on the radio. He says, we're in pursuit of two female suspects. One is wearing a green dress, pearls, and has a lot of blue hair. And Homer's like, a lot of blue hair? <laughs> what a freak. And he's imagining what this woman might look like. And uh, it looks like a hideous monster. Yeah. Then they hit a speed bump or something. Yeah. Then the, all of the her all of the monsters parts get reconstituted. Yeah, and it's Marge. It's Marge. Yes. And he freaks out. It's Marge. She's become a crazed criminal just because I didn't take her to the ballet. And William's like, "That's exactly how Dillinger got started." <laughs> and Homer's all interested. Really? Oh my goodness. Uh huh. Oh Dillinger. And. Uh, we cut back to Ruth and Marge, and Marge is trying to talk some sense into Ruth. She's like, I don't want to be a wet blanket, but maybe you should give yourself up. And Ruth's not having it. She says, Marge, it's a matter of principle. I just can't let that deadbeat win again. You're with me, aren't you? And Marge thinks about it. She's like, I should, she's like, and this is her thought, right? I should really say something reassuring and noncommittal. And out loud, all she can do is say, Yep. And so Ruth tells Marge, look, there's no reason for you to get dragged into this. Once we lose the cops, I'll let you out. And And Marge's like, well, I don't think that'll that'll be easy to do. I don't don't think it'll be easy to lose. They're professional lawmen. And as as, she's saying this... Yes, Ruth turns off the headlights to the car. And Wiggum just says, oh my God, it just disappeared. It's a ghost car. And he slams on the brakes. And he's like, there's ghost cars all over these highways, you know. And Homer looks really scared. He goes, hold me. And Wiggum says, only if you hold me. <laughs> and they hold each other. Yes. Uh, <laughs> while we hear a coyote howl in the distance, yes. they're shivering and holding on to each other. Uh, I'm not even going to get into that. Yeah, no. Sus. Mm-hmm. So we cut to Ruth and Marge, and they are at a truck stop, the Seething Sisters truck stop. 
And uh, Marge says to me, well, goodbye. And Ruth goes, I'm sorry about all this, you, but you got to admit, we did have some fun. And Marge says, yeah, everything before the high-speed chase was just lovely. And this is when Ruth tries to reassure her. She says, you're a good friend, Marge. Yep. And so Marge goes in, and she's about to call the cab, and she overhears a bunch of women talking. And it's a bunch of women that look remarkably like they're in the same situation. Yes, very Thelma and Louise-esque. Yes, and so you hear a a woman talking to another, this cross-country flight from the law would be hell if we didn't stick together. And then the second one goes, hey, friends, stick together. Another woman jumps in and is like, it's amazing how through all this adversity we managed to stick together. Then another woman says, if there's one thing decent folk do, it's stick together. And the waitress says, I hate it when the waffles stick together. And the cook says, sticking together is what good waffles do. So yeah, so this whole guilt trip being thrown on Marge right now. Yeah, this kind of reminds me of her uh, ride when she was going to go see Jacques. But she was driving past all those ironic oh, stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good pull right there. Mm-hmm. And so Ruth is getting the car gassed up, and she doesn't know it, but when she gets back in the car, Marge is there. And she's like, Marge, what are you doing? And then Marge tries to explain how she considers Ruth a friend, and she says, and an important part of friendship is, and, but before she can say anything about sticking together. Yes, Ruth speeds off because you can hear the sirens. But it's not a siren. Mm-mm. It's actually Kearney on a bicycle with a fake siren on his head. And when he's doing this, everybody leaves the restaurant and yep. takes off. So the owner goes out there and says, you're scaring away all my business. He knows what kind of clientele he has there. Yep. And Kearney doesn't really care. He says, see you tomorrow, loser. Yep. Because he's going to do the same thing tomorrow. Meanwhile, Homer and Wiggum are making breakfast on the engine of the cop car. And Wiggum's like, mm, engine block eggs. If we can keep these down, we'll be sitting pretty. And then this is when the car speeds past them. Of course, it had Marge and Ruth in it. And then Homer says, that's it! Wiggum says, quiet, I can't hear the eggs. Like, Ugh, engine block eggs. That does not sound good at no, all. No, I mean, all the dirt, Ugh. oil. Oh uh, my goodness. Yuck. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. And so we're back at the Simpsons' house. Bart, Lisa, and Maggie are asleep. And Bart wakes up first. And he says, hey, it's morning and Mom and Dad aren't home yet. And Lisa goes, don't worry. Mr. Hutz is still here to take care of us. And she kind of like taps him. Yes, and so Hutz wakes up and he's like, oh, and he clears his throat. And he just freaks out and says, don't touch my stuff. And he holds out a knife. He's like, hey, this isn't the YMCA. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't know what's uh, going on with Hutz. You think it's... Uh substances or yeah. you think he's just down on his luck and he's paranoid maybe I think maybe both to be honest with you maybe maybe and so Homer and Wiggum have had their breakfast they're back on the road and Wiggum calls dispatch he's like dispatch this is Chief Wiggum back in pursuit of the rebelling women and dispatch is like alright you got your current location oh I'm uh, on a road uh, looks to be asphalt oh geez uh, trees shrubs uh I'm directly under the Earth's sun. Now. <laughs> I guess they didn't teach uh, situational uh, awareness at the no. academy. Mile markers. Yeah. Mile, signs. Nothing. Mm, nothing like that. Yeah. And Bart 
and Lisa are watching TV, but their show is interrupted by a bulletin. And we see Kent Brockman on the screen. Yes. And he's like, we just received word of a high-speed desert chase. The suspects have been identified as Ruth Powers and Marge Simpson of Springfield. And Bart's like, cool. <laughs> and Lisa is like, I always knew someday mom would finally rise up and cast off the shackles of our male oppressors. Yeah, shut your yap. <laughs> Bart tells her. <laughs> yes. Uh, Bart is being a male oppressor here. Yes, of course. Not that she didn't deserve that. but Yep. And so Brockman keeps going. He says, at the risk of editorializing, these women are guilty and must be dealt with in a harsh and brutal fashion. Otherwise, their behavior could incite other women, leading to anarchy of biblical proportions. Stops. It's in Revelations, people. And, and suddenly they take him off the air. Yes, the feed just cuts. Yeah. They uh, put up a little uh, sign that says they're suffering from technical difficulties. Yeah. Please stand by. Mm-hmm. And by the way, did you see uh, it was picture, basically a picture of Brockman going crazy? Yeah. Yeah. His eyes are all over the place. Yeah. And so we cut back to Ruth and Marge, and they're two miles from the state line. So Ruth is convinced they're going to make it. But there's a bunch of cop cars now, right? And it's like, they think it must be every cop in Springfield. And Ruth is like, I give up. A single mother can't win in a man's world. And Marge says, Ruth, that's a lot of hooey. <laughs> it's not over till it's over. And she grabs the steering wheel, right, to move the car. And she even apologizes. I'm sorry. I should have asked. <laughs> yeah. But they keep speeding down. Uh, but they're not speeding down the road anymore. Mm-hmm. They're going off road. And Mar, I mean, Ruth is kind of inspired by Marge. And she says, we're really going to make it now. But Wiggum and Homer realize something is up. Yeah. So Wiggum goes, oh, no. They're headed right for the Grand Chasm. And Homer says, oh, my God, you're going to drive right into it just to teach us men a lesson. And it's all my fault. <laughs> By the way, I guess the Grand Chasm is the Springfield uh, uh, Grand, Grand Canyon. Canyon. Yeah. And so Homer grabs the bullhorn out of the car and he leans out the window and says, Marge, Marge. And, and Marge's like, Homer? Look, Marge, I'm sorry I haven't been a better husband. I'm sorry about the time I tried to make gravy in the bathtub. Uh, I'm sorry I used your wedding dress to wax the car. Oh, my God. And I'm sorry. Oh, well, let's just say I'm sorry for the whole marriage up to this point. (laughs) So at this point, Marge says to Ruth, you're right. I am lucky to have him. And so Homer begs Marge not to drive into the chasm. And they both, Marge and Ruth, look at each other and go, chasm? And they slam the brakes. Yep. But uh, apparently Wiggum doesn't do this. No, he doesn't. So, because the ladies stop right before the cliff, but the fellas keep going. Yes. They do a kind of a Dukes of Hazards kind of jump yeah. in the air with their car. Yep. And, and luckily, though, mm-hmm. they land in a big pile of garbage. And they come out. Wiggum's like, ha! And to think those idiot environmentalists were protesting this landfill. And Homer's like, it's solid waste. I could kiss you. And he does. And he goes, ew. Oh. Ugh. Ooh, I think that's this was pizza. Like, ugh. So, you see uh, how his face was Yeah, all, like that grime and slime. A bunch of crud on it already. So gross. And he kept kissing the damn thing. Ugh. 
So next thing we know, that show is coming to an end. And we go into a Dragnet-esque yes. type of conclusion. And we have a narrator come on say, Ruth Powers was tried in Springfield Superior Court. The judge dismissed her ex-husband's auto theft charges and forced him to pay all back child out, child support. Mr. Powers blamed the outcome on his lawyer, one Lionel Hutz. Lionel Hutz, a.k.a. Miguel Sanchez, a.k.a. Dr. Wynne Van Falk, was paid $8 for his 32 hours of babysitting. He was glad to get it. Uh, he's, he's living a really bad life right yes mm-hmm. and they keep going and say Marge Simpson was charged with a violation of penal code section 6188 wanton destruction of precious antique cans she was ordered to pay 50 cents to replace the cans and 2000 in punitive damages and mental anguish Homer Simpson was remanded to the custody of the United States Army Neurochemical Research Center in Fort Meade, Maryland for extensive testing and then we hear Homer go woohoo and then C. Yeah. Apparently, uh, um, they wanted it, they wanted to study him again to see the after effects of yeah. the serum. Well, the baldness happened and the, the equilibrium the, and all that other stuff. The giddiness, yep, yep, yep. It all hit Homer. Crazy. So, uh, what do you think of this episode here? It's a good episode. I mean, it's, it's solid. Um, there's good moments. There's some good memes that come out of this, like Mr. Burns on the bed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so, but, no, it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's the greatest episode ever, but it is a solid episode, nonetheless. I um, do, there's parts in it I do like. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed this. It's not in my top five, top ten, top twenty or thirty. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if it's in my top twenty-five. But, it's, it's Solid episode. Solid episode. I would give it a solid 3.5 dope nut rating from The Simpson Guy. I don't know what you would rate this as. I would... You know, I'm, I'm landing in there because I think 4 is a little too much, but 3 is not, you know, it's not that bad. Yeah. But... I hate to agree with you, <laughs> but I'm going to agree with you. No, I don't hate to agree with you. Just, hey, sometimes but, I'm right. Yes, yeah, sometimes you're right. But yes, I will agree with you on this one and say it's a three and a half. It's a good, not great episode. Yep, yep. Um, if this comes on, I'm not changing the channel. No, no. But I'm, I'm not looking for it either, you know yeah. what I mean? It's not one of those like, okay, you have to see this one. Mm-hmm. No. But it is good. It's a good episode. Yeah. It's you a see? nice little pastime kind of show kind of episode mm-hmm. um, there are some good thing good moments in in the show, in this in this particular episode uh, but it's not it's not in the top whatever yeah mm-hmm. it's not in the upper echelon of the Simpsons episodes no no when they end the show this show will not end up in Valhalla no, no. <laughs> um, so anything else you'd like to mention before we uh, end this particular episode well uh depending on when you hear this hope you have a good turkey day or had a good turkey day uh be like homer for one day out of the year well not one but you know what i mean yeah yeah when you have an excuse mm-hmm. so yeah i'm gonna channel my inner homer tomorrow and pig out pig out mm-hmm. um 
yeah, I will uh, definitely publish this tomorrow. So if you want to hear it during Thanksgiving, hopefully you will. If not, have a good rest of the week mm -hmm. before we see you back at work the next uh, Monday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, if you have to, uh, absolutely have to ignore your family on Thanksgiving, we'll have this out for you. <laughs> <laughs> if you're having one of those uh, bad uh, family moments, feel free to listen to this nonsense. There you go. <laughs> It'll save you the trouble of listening to the other nonsense around you. Pick your poison. Yep. And until next week, au revoir, suckers. <laughs>